brilliant. And yeah, I think and we should get onto the adults now. Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts. I'm Pete. And I'm Mitch. And on today's show, we chat to Surf Able Scotland and Jade Edwards and family who was or is the first Paralympic Scottish surfer ever. Yeah, yeah. the guys from Surfable Scotland, we went out surfing with them, first of all. That was the day I had the best surf of my life ever. Well, <laughs> we, we when you say we went out surfing, I went out so, surfing, you yeah. went out floating. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most accurate, actually, ever. This is the day I took out your god-awful Firewire surfboard. Great which is, You know it's awful as well. You just keep Thanks, saying Firewire. it's a great board. But yeah, no, it's, I don't like it's it. It's also up for sale if anyone's interested in a 9-1 Timbertex. <laughs> pristine. Says a lot. Yeah, pristine. Never been used. Used as, twice, not as, surfed as, once. <laughs> as floated on by Pete from the UK Surf Show. Yeah, and Mitch as <laughs> well <laughs> i've surfed that board have you <laughs> yeah not very much because so you cool. said the same thing to me you, you i remember you saying to me on the like when we took it out oh you can try this i didn't really get on with it i was gonna sell it but i'm not sure about it and then uh, as soon as i had a shit surf on it and it, you're like that oh i don't know what you're on about this is a great board this is a great board <laughs> no this but is... the thing with that board is it's not you know i guess if we Good. think of long boards as short boardists we just assume you can catch any wave that's ever yeah. even Looks like a wave, no. but with this board, it's not. It's not just a. It's not like a flat rocker. It's a real performance yeah. long board for like doing it's, top turns and stuff. So. so it's so difficult, and and the, catching the waves balance on it is point, difficult. Yeah, catching waves. Mm. You paddle the paddle speed. I have nowhere near enough fitness to paddle into the waves at the speed you need to paddle that to get into them, and the balance point on it is so minute. It's just no. Even to the point, even to the point, one of the most embarrassing things, the guy, I can't remember which guy it was from Surfable, was like, which one? Kev. Kev was like, do you want me to pull you into the wave? And I was like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was my second favorite bit. I'm glad the the other bit was him taking the piss out of me. Like later on, oh, we've seen your fucking surfing or whatever it is. He says in the interview, it's like that, you fuck. As as you will find out soon. They also offered Pete the... um, the adaptive surfboard, which is an enormous foamy no, with a chair on it. <laughs> he said afterwards, he goes, oh, you should have said, I've got like a nine foot, no, I think he said a nine four and nine six foamy in the van. You could have used that. I was like, for fuck's sake. There's just no helping some people. Yeah. And he's like, do you want to go back out now and catch one? I was like, I've got nothing left. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was a good day, though. Uh, it was clean a as good water, day, yeah. Clean that water. Literally, wow. put that picture up now of you duck diving off the GoPro. Like, put it well, up that now. means I've got to find it. <laughs> uh, I know where Here it is. comes. Um, yeah. yeah. And the, how clear that water was. I stood up and the water's up to like here. And I was looking at my feet and I could see my feet on the floor. And I could see every time I moved the sand like, like displace. And I was yeah. like, this is a so lot clear. Of sand literally, in land. Yeah. It's literally two, you know, two hours up the road from Kill Dirty where you live. It's like. Like a meteor hit an earth when you land. <laughs> what's, sand the, everywhere. what's the problem with you today? <laughs> all we literally, all you've done is take the piss out of me. Before we went live on this recording, all you did was take the piss out of me. That's it. I'm fucking I'm just you're pissy, aren't you? One, I did one episode with Leighton again, and that was it. Now you're in a fucking piss now, aren't you? <laughs> Which was a great episode, by the way. It was amazing to hear Leighton back on. I enjoyed yeah. it. 
yeah and uh also bill shatman came out and um we uh didn't mention the competition on there either which we'll do at the end of this one no we didn't um so the competition will come out at the end of this one won't it that'll be it yeah at the end of this episode like a couple of days later the competition will end but we'll talk about that after this uh after we get into it with um who is it again survival scotland <laughs> survival scotland Edward. and uh jade yeah so it's also it's worth pointing out before we get into this one that because i'm not finished doing the edit yet yeah uh, you may it's a little bit disjointed so there'll be a kind of separate interview with the kids yeah. And then there'll be the other bit of the interview with uh, the adults from Surfable Scotland. And yeah. so until I actually remember how it went, we don't know yeah. which, which fashion you're out. about to hear it in. <laughs> so you're going to hear something now. So here it goes. Introduce yourself as Kev fucking Anderson. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the UK surf <laughs> shoot. That bit That's, was pretty good. That was pretty good. Sure. That was. <laughs> and I'm Glenn Morris, co-founder of Surfable Scotland. Have you ever had a microphone before? You just delighted me yourself. Yeah, <laughs> He's that guy. Like I'm not. I'm not doing karaoke, and then he gets up, and you cannot <laughs> get him off. <laughs> cannot get him off. <laughs> I should not have brought my own mic. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Scott. Uh, I'm Kev. I uh, and yeah, sports development and surf coach for Surf Able. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm uh, Fraser Edward. I'm surf dad, I guess by default. Jade's my little grom. There we go. Okay. And what is it, I guess, then that brings us all to to you guys? It's all his fault. No, <laughs> nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I um. I'd like to say that we're maybe getting a little bit more traction on the media and that adaptive surfing as a whole is growing all over the world and we'd like to do that in Scotland. So I'd like to say it's just a natural kind of bit. We've, we've come together and we've okay. reached out between the two of us and, uh, and yeah, if we can shed any spotlight into the, the, the grow of adaptive surfing okay. and inclusive surfing, then magic. So, so Yeah, when did it all start then? Um, so it started for us. Can um, I can I just cut in here? I'd no, like to take cannot. over this. It's going you to be like this not. for the rest of the interview. You know <laughs> that's that, totally unacceptable. So we've got Kev. He approached me one day. I mean, obviously, the charity that's involved with it is all about promoting accessibility and and, and kind of sort of creating that fairness. Okay. Um, so Kev, being a, a a surf instructor and a swim instructor, approached me randomly one day. He knew my background and said, "Hey, Glenn." <laughs> Do you fancy starting up a surf school for, ad- for, for supporting additional um, mm. needs children? I'm thinking, yes. <laughs> and it was a no-brainer because yeah. it's just such a cool thing. It's outdoors. I hadn't even started surfing at that point. So right, keep okay. in mind, that I've, I mean, this has gone way back to 2015. So, and I'm just going to let Kev take over from 2015. Hey, Glenn, would you like to start a surf school for, for children with additional support needs? Here's Kev. Yeah, and you um, liked the idea so much you, didn't, you weren't even bothered that Kev had broken into your house in the middle of the night and woke <laughs> you up in your bedroom to ask I'm not, I'm, not I'm not joking, Mitch. It was three o'clock in the morning. It's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> when I want something, I just go for it. I can't help it. <laughs> no, it's not an answer. I, I was uh, going to drop in the same as I've been saying earlier, but it wouldn't work there. <laughs> 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 yeah, just give a wink. I'll know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so it was um, a new Glen. 
he was uh, with an organisation. It was higher in the local pool that I worked at, and I was already doing swimming lessons for school groups um, with additional sport for learning, and it was just amazing. There was the highlight of the week, working with these kids that were just so happy to be in the water, and they were all learning. Um, it was more of I was their guide, and I was um, right. demonstrating or introducing or asking them to try things, um, and they were so receptive to it, but they were learning in their own way, and we just or just kind of let them run with that, and rather than running a strict structure of this is how you're going to learn to swim, um, it was far more option-based and far more just relaxed, but time spent in the water, they were learning intrinsically, just with a bit of guidance here and there, maybe suggestions, um, the 90% of their learning was coming from them and their own choice and their own freedom to do so. Um, So the, the idea of doing the surf school on top of that was just to offer more. I was already becoming really involved uh, in surfing and surf lifesaving and wanted to kind of learn more uh, in coaching and, and where my lifeguard and swim tickets could take me. Um, so that was just a bit of a natural progression as well. Um, and then the rest is history. It just, it just uh, yeah, it went a, on from there. <coughs> it was a natural kind of sort of transition into, I mean, ah, do you know, it's, we were bouncing ideas off one another back then. And sorry, bouncing ideas back and forth with one another back then. And um, I mean, from a personal background, um, as a family, we, are, we have a, a son who's now 23 with very much complex needs. And okay. um, the, the charity was, was began way back as, as far as 2014, but after a bad experience in the theatre, and then we were asked to leave 10 minutes into the performance. And right. uh, we, we, we it was basically a, a catapulted, relaxed um, and autism-friendly performances um, throughout the UK thereafter, which was yeah. brilliant. So, uh, but I was told I made friends with a, this guy down down in London, and and uh, we've remained friends ever since. And he's brilliant, a, a brilliant. He's a, he's an absolute mentor to me. But he, he said to me one time, he says, "Do you know life should be more than twice round the park daily for for so many?" Um, and and having surfing as an adventure sport, and it's, and as I said, from the very starts outdoors and it's just this kind of natural progression and and it's just sharing an interest all of a sudden and nobody's kind of sort of competing against one another yeah. so um it's just a, a such a nice space um to to be in involved with For sure um we'd kind of laid down a kind of plan that within two years we wanted to become holistic so this is by means of okay um we want to take on board people with physical disabilities mm-hmm. as well. So it's always been that kind of stages. And in fact, we talk about inclusion, for example, and we talk about, oh, we hear inclusion as a kind of sort of an afterthought almost. And it, yeah. and it kind of slightly annoying in certain respect yeah. when it's not that well thought out. So what we've done with, with Surf Able Scotland is done everything in reverse. So once we became disability and condition confident, then we took in everyone else. So, okay, so we almost kind of did inclusion in reverse. So that we only became inclusive um, to 2021. So yeah. uh, after being, um, you know, established in 2015, 2017 right. as, as, a, as an adaptive. So, so that was a kind of working model we, we've done it. It was part of that plan as well. We wanted a full pathway into competitive level and that meant the worlds as well. Yeah. And, 
proud to, to be able to, to, to kind of achieve that for and given the opportunity to so many people from now yeah. on in uh, to represent their nation in the in the world competitions. I mean, I think it goes without speaking. We all met at the Wave when me and Pete were down there and we were doing some filming and I ended up filming for you guys, which was an absolute pleasure. You know, I was already aware of Surf Able Scotland, but, you know, sometimes it's easy to be aware of stuff without being really aware of what it actually is. So to see it physically in person, what was going on, and the effort and the background stuff that goes with it. It's not just pushing someone onto a wave. I mean, we've we've surfed today and, you know, seeing you, from having gone from the wave, seeing how, you know, that controlled, safe environment to suddenly surfing in the ocean where I've not seen it. And I saw when you came out, I think I'd, I'd caught a wave, I was coming back out, you were in front of me and you managed to sort of boost over the top of a breaking wave and then the next one just absolutely destroyed you and Jade was off the board you were like where's the board where's Jade and I was like in my head I was like lifeguard kicked in I was like oh my god I need to do a rescue I was like lifeguard rescue and Scott, then, I have no idea what you're talking about it's under control at all times mate. I have no idea what you mean no full control um, but you know to see it in person and where you've taken it and, and, and I was having a, an actually invested interest in seeing it now from going from there, and suddenly you were out at the Olympics when Jade was competing for is the first Paralympic surfer in Scotland. Is that right? Yeah. So you've kind of you're right enough. You you've seen a bit of a a, a journey that that Jade's been on, and we speak about Jade um, because she was eligible for that physical impairment category, and because she'd taken to this sport so well, she just surfing had captured her, and she was in close touch with us and through the family coming round she was at the perfect stage for just exploring and going into um, parasurfing um, adaptive surfing and parasurfing parasurfing is the the name that's now being kind of associated over adaptive surfing for that competitive kind of pathway right and um, so it was amazing catching you at the the wave and that was her first time at a comp and then obviously the world's um, was amazing um. Yeah, just given that opportunity. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. I know what you mean about that controlled environment at the wave, <clears throat> but the waves were still. That was the biggest waves Jade had ever been mm, in. Like yeah. the power in those that punchy, setting yeah, was punchy, sure, yeah. and so it was a kind of it was a big step up. And at the same time, even out today, it was a case of having so much time with Jade yeah. we're so in tune especially it's such a personal thing being a pusher or catcher yeah. and assisting somebody to that that level uh, in the water so you have to be so in tune with how they're feeling at all time Definitely, so the first yeah. couple of minutes unsure hadn't surfed since December hadn't she'd never been surfing in February before so it was a very tentative thing we planned to do yeah. a half hour session today and just give that experience but 10 minutes into the session after catching a couple of wipeouts and then you can just see the tension just drops we're, yeah. we're honed into the the, yeah, the sets yeah. that day the energy in the weight of that day and then yeah it was just a great session and what I hate on. to do is I hate to bring Pete down but Jade had so many more waves than Pete today she just, <laughs> just surfed around him really just yeah you know I would be embarrassed I'm use a word that I don't normally use on the podcast I normally bleep out for you I hate Scotland. I want to go back to England. <laughs> <laughs> I know the, the game was a tough result yesterday, mate, but go easy. Uh, <laughs> that don't bother me at all. I can't stand rugby, I mean, so it don't bother you know, me. At, at, at date of recording, just for the record, I'd like to state, get it up, you! Third time, cock on a couple of I don't even like rugby. 
<laughs> I love that rugby. <laughs> Sorry, like, fans. Like, do you want to watch the rugby? I like don't like rugby. He said, neither do I, but I'm watching it. It's like, oh, all right. Then. Um, but no, like going back to actually something both of you said then is like the wording, and I think a lot of people out there struggle with the wording of what you're supposed to say, and I think so many people feel that a lot of things are so PC now that they're not sure what words they can use, what they can and can't say, and like something you were saying earlier, so they don't do anything. They they rather just, instead of maybe uh, offending yes. someone, just but go, actually, I won't yeah, do anything. Bollocks arse to all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be more like my daughter and just don't care. Do you know, yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and is that, you know, being a, a and you'll be the same, Glenn, with, you know, being a, a father of a, a, of, a, of, a, of a different child. Yeah. It's not their disability, it's the, the ability of what they're able to be able to do and given the opportunity to do yeah. that and you know you're tying up with these guys it, it's it's like what what can how do we get to where we need to go and will we just find a path mm-hmm. yeah. as to how to get there and it's, I think that's that's the best thing it's ever. literally solution hunting so I think ev- most the majority everyone has the best intentions there's yeah. this kind of whole argument you know arrogance versus ignorance I always think and y- you can't change arrogance unfortunately yeah. you do develop a thick skin as parents you become uber protective yeah. and, and so on because you're you're obviously you know you, you're, your offspring is, is slightly more vulnerable possibly in yeah. terms of uh, being understanding and, and aware of the situation around them and especially it works vice versa as well so yeah. um, you'll you'll get the ignorance, which is kind of good in a sense because actually you can change ignorance. You can't change arrogance. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's working towards that. But ultimately, um, it's really funny because I, I mean, oh God, right? Okay, let's let's take it back um, a year ago. In fact, yeah, it was. It was a year ago, and um, we were delivering a session local, um, and somebody picked me up on the fact that. I wasn't allowed to call them inspirational because they didn't feel they yeah. were. I was going to get to this very thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. So, and I, do you know what? I think it's in the eyes of the beholder. So I, if I think like, Pete, I think you're inspirational. Pete, you probably go, oh, do you oh, know what? This is a hypothetical, obviously. <laughs> Pete would go, Pete would go, fuck off, what's wrong with you? Not based on the surface. Not based on the surface. That's too deep, that is. That's okay. too deep. Shut okay. right. I'm, I'm trying to give you a boost here. So, so, but the fact is, you don't really have a say in that. If I think you're inspirational, it's not offensive in, in terms of my eyes. For sure. And, and I think... And it tends, is, or maybe even not, I think you're inspirational, or, or maybe it's a case of I think you're inspiring too many others. So, yeah. so where does that, and, and I think I get it, I, I really do, but it's, I think it's important to actually not play yourself down. I think, um, yeah, because so, I so think much. that reason someone says to people with either disabilities or, see, even myself, I don't know which is the correct word to use, like adaptive disabilities or. I think people say inspirational that way because they look at it and go, you've got a physical disability that is holding you back from an able-bodied person and you're doing it, making it look easy or a lot of the times making it look better than, say, me as an able-bodied person. That, to me, is inspirational. And I don't Mm. think there's anything wrong with that, that saying there's someone that's inspirational. But I think we've got that thing again where it's too much there's too much play on 
now the words people use when they mean them in the best you know the best possible way and I think but it's really difficult to explain I, 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 I know where you're going people, people are going to go the people that normally are the people that get most offended are the people it doesn't actually affect I find that with a lot of things I think I know what you mean I think I know what you mean in terms of over the last five to ten years um, us as practitioners in the world of conditions and disability language industry language if that's the right way to say it has changed massively what yeah. is correct is no longer correct um, <coughs> beg your pardon sorry um, but what you said there about it coming from the right place yeah. so everyone that we work with they know our role there is to give assistance yeah. to be person centred so to find out just how much assistance they need yeah. it is very very easy in a care role to give a lot more help than is yeah. needed and that takes away some independence mm, and opportunity yes. for growth right, okay. so um, especially when you're new to that or you're new um, when I began working at the pool I had no lived experience I had not anyone in my family never met a friend had nobody who had maybe a communication barrier or additional support for learning so it was very very daunting at the time but again, as Glenn always says, a quote that we use all the time, it's 90% approach and 10% knowledge. Yeah. So I know what you mean about how there's a worry to be offensive. Yeah. Um, it it's almost comes down to putting people into boxes and groups. Like when you start yeah. speaking about disabled people, when you put people in any sort of group within that, group that box that we've kind of devised you've got a huge range they're all individuals yeah. we've got folk that um you, as you said they may have an impairment in one part in their life but the area of independence they have in other parts of their lives their mental strength is far beyond yeah. you know their their ability so you end up looking way past the identification the label that's attached and one thing we're very wary of is not when when we're trying to say this is jade for example not putting quadruple amputee just straight up uh, like mm. newspaper headlines and things. Yeah, Jade's a person who's got her own yeah. personality and individuality. Yes, this is uh, a major part of her life, but it doesn't need to be there. Doesn't have to. Be it doesn't define her. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. define exactly. the person. Yeah. No, for you sure. Know. I think, see. I think this is really good because, from my from my own point of view, I can't speak for every, from everyone else, but from my own point of view, I often find that that I'm not sure what the correct words to use are or. Well, most of the time I can't even get my words out properly. You've known <laughs> if you listen to any of the podcasts, but yeah, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to say or what is right or what is wrong to say. And it's one of those things you just sort of end up like I don't, I'm not sure what to say. And it's like you're saying, it's looking past that. And I think that's what people need to understand more, myself included, understand more is looking past that and like everything you just said. Well, <laughs> Would this be fair to say? It's very easy to be scared of disabilities. If you don't have that lived experience, and which has been amazing for some of the projects we've run with swimming mm. and surfing, is that a lot of our volunteers do not have lived experience. Yeah. And that's very rare. Normally, if you've got support groups or networks uh, that come together within the world of disabilities or conditions, mm. then everyone involved in that group has that connection, whether it's their kids, their family members, and that's why they're there. But a great thing for us is that number of input with, with no experience at all. So it's very easy to be scared scared around the language scared about saying something wrong yeah. but if you are stepping forward with the will and the want to help somebody all the people we work with ranging in different abilities ages yeah. uh, cognitively or physically they're going to pick up on your will to help yeah and the rest melts away but you know you i can really really tie into what, what pete's saying as well so when we filmed the, the the event at the wave and that was the english adaptives is that right um 
you know, I kind of knew where I was going with it, you know, putting the post together and everything. And normally when I write the bio to go with the post, and it was on YouTube and, and all the other social media platforms, Surfing England posted it, and, you know, it went everywhere. When I was writing the bio, actually I was immediately reminded of conversations we had had at The Wave. And because um, I think it wasn't even as a, it, you didn't say it as a point of contention, it was just a, a conversation within a conversation. And suddenly when I was writing this bio, you'd mentioned that, you, exactly like we've just said, it's not about, you know, if I'm using Jay as an example, it's not about her being a quad amputee, it's about her being a surfer, yeah. and that should be at the forefront. So suddenly I'm thinking, oh, actually, while I might have originally written, this is an adaptive surf event, and the story's about somebody with these restrictions getting over them, actually it doesn't have to be at all. The story should just be about, this is a surfer, like about gearing people. towards this. It's about people. It's about yeah. people, yeah. At the end of the day, everybody who takes part in any sport is going to be judged against their their peers, mm. and if their peers are in the same kind of have the same kind of physical attributes or mental attributes, then it's just about people. Yeah, it's for and sure. I think, and going back to your point about you know not knowing what to say, I think you just have to go with all right. Yeah, how are you doing? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mean or, like yeah. I don't not so not so much on the just normal conversation, but I think there's like words in there that like. You know, it was it was disabled. Then it was um, adaptive, and then you say it's like para, and like the word, the language keeps changing. And I think <laughs> yeah. it's people trying to keep like trying to keep up. Like I'm like, oh fuck, I said the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? It's like it's like like my uncle's blind, right? And I I always say like something like and I go like, oh, did you see that? And I just think, oh shit. <laughs> and he laughs so about of course it. I like yeah. he, he walk into something, he go, oh, I didn't see that there. Like, and he makes fun of that that fact. Yeah. And he knows when I say something like that that. He's going to then take the piss out of me. That's for like nothing. Scott, how many times did you say, I, for, I forget his name, sorry, how many times did you say blown away to injured vets? <laughs> I'm uh, blown away by your story. Yeah, I'm like, there oh, was a, shit. There was a guy, I I'm, I'm, I'm literally trying to remember this story, digging into the bills in my mind. But there was a guy that had like, he had a football team written. What's, what's the Liverpool? What's the Liverpool slogan? Liverpool Football Club. You never, never walk, walk alone, isn't it? Never walk. He was a scouser, Liverpool yeah. fan, yeah. limb blown off in Afghan. And he had that, you never walk alone. But it was, were they, were they cut? <laughs> and you'd think the surgeon would have been, ah, oh, maybe I'll cut a bit deeper. It literally was left remaining. And it said, never will I walk. Like, you'll, know, you'll, say, you'll never walk. Or you'll never walk, never walk yeah, walk, you'll yeah. never walk. you think you would have cut that further down, further up, like, come on. <laughs> oh, I think that guy actually went on, what was that tattoo program that was on, you know, for rubbish tattoos getting fixed? Uh, tattoo tattoo fixers. fixers. Yeah. yeah, I literally said it, tattoos getting fixed. Yeah. I don't know how they came up with the name. <laughs> this is what I mean about language. <laughs> you know, it's really refreshing, though, and it's really important to have that kind of, sort of highly entertaining, but very deep, but and very dark sometimes. Yeah. But it's mm. it's it's just refreshing. Um, it's so so good. It's like kind of almost kind of facing it head on. Yeah. Um, oh, I could recite a book with the amount of stories that that come across for comedy, you know, element side of things. But coming back to inclusion, for example, I just wanted to say that actually I think and hope that. It's just a temporary vehicle, the word inclusion. Yeah. Um, so in 20 years' time from now, actually, inclusion, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So no, I, I totally hear yeah. you. You're absolutely right, because actually the, the, the topic of the conversation in itself, it shouldn't have to be its own generic. No. It should just be, it, it's, yeah, that's it's, it. That's exactly. how it is. No, it's absolutely. It's a bit like, it frustrates me when, um, uh, what's his name, grey hair, Phil, TV guy. The TV guy does morning way. 
Aye. Oh my God. Philip Schofield. Philip Schofield. When he came out <laughs> as gay, and you know, hats off, fair play, and all that stuff. But if it's not a big deal being gay, why is it still a big deal? on the news about that and we're probably going to get hate mail for this but the thing is for me it's not a big deal so why is it a bit why am we making it a big deal why does it have to be a point of conversation it should just be if that's normal we shouldn't have to talk about because it because it's like ingrained that. it's ingrained in here that if someone's if someone's different you make a comment about it mm. and I think the conversation that is are, are happening now about whether it's adaptive whether it's para whether it, it just shows the kind of changing nature of the whole of the yeah. whole beast yeah. you know and I think it's, but the the very fact that we're having a conversation about it, we're still putting a label on it. I feel it's a generational thing, though, as well. Same thing, though. There's been like so many different groups of people and sexuality and stuff have had so long, like erased everything, have like been repressed for so long that they felt like they've had to like really shout about it, and now more and more people are starting to be accepted. Uh, accept is not the right word. You know what I mean? It's, it's becoming more normal and these things will become less and less, I think, in the this long This is what we're talking about, the yeah. language and wording. Like, yeah, try, like, the obvious thing it. to say has been accepted, but actually yeah. we, we would all understand that actually sounds... It doesn't sound right to yeah. say that, does it? Because it's not about... You shouldn't be accepted. Like, as if we, we will allow you in. But Except you. <laughs> so, so, so you turn, turn around and say, so they don't feel excluded. Yeah. Rather than... Yeah, mm. so, no, yeah so no one feels excluded. And, but, I mean, that's the way, that's the way it's got to go. It's, you know, you can't carry on with the way things have been. And I think, like you've like all said so far, it is getting better and it is moving in that right direction. Sometimes. 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 I don't think you'll ever avoid offending people and the worry you said with language about offending people um, you could have one term for example or you could have one condition yeah. and some people with that condition will view it as a disability mm. others will say don't tarnish me with disability with because I have that same condition it could be CP, cerebral palsy it could be uh, a single amputation they will refuse that term so again you're you we, to make things easy to discuss, we'll put people in boxes and yeah. um, things like disability. But again, it just comes down to the person. You can't have, you'll have two people with the same condition who are just not the same at all mm. because the condition is only one part that makes up us. I, um, there's so many yeah. more yeah. bigger parts. Can I? So you will offend some people. Yeah. But again, disabled or not, if they're going to take intention, and it's very, very easy, yeah. and you're not oh, going to change sure, that, yeah, of yeah. course. And then there's peace. Uh, <laughs> and all he's done since he's been in Scotland yesterday is offend people. Let's, let's just say, I've not found one yet. I've not found one that we've ever, ever not got on with, incredibly. But it's by saying that, I hope um, I've been able to put the label second, the yeah. people yeah, first. Totally, yeah. So I think what you said about not being able to offend people, sometimes you can't help it. Yeah. But when it's when it's not meant and you're open to learn, and yeah. if you've accidentally caused offence and you're able to, um, you know, discuss it afterwards, you're laughing, you're yeah. golden. So, on changing the subject slightly from there, who would you say gets the most out of the surf sessions? You or the participant? It's it's equal. It has to be equal. The parents. Take them for an hour. Parents. I went to I went to surfability in um, Caswell. I was saying earlier, and me and Leighton, who was a great guy before I had this other guy with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were, like we went out in the water with them, and the, the just the transformation in the students that were, 
you know, having the lesson and getting out surfing like um, before and afterwards was amazing. But also, like you just said, the parents, and I know like it was said in a joking way, but it's that bit of seeing your child having great fun, but you're also sort of getting a rest at the same time. Is that is that fair to say? In in some respects, but it, it's, I can only speak of, about Jade and, and about the way that she interacts with the pushers, the instructors, mm-hmm. the water, and the way it, cha- it it does change her. You know, she becomes a, a different kid. You know, she's a completely different kid when she's in the water. When she comes out of the water, you know, over the last, you know, three, well, since coming back from California, you could see there's something missing. Yeah. You know, we've been, we have been kind of itching. We, you know, we want to get her back in the water. Yeah. And it's blooming freezing. But, we, you know, it does make a massive change to the way that she can relate to things and develop and, and her outlook on life is is much better when she's in the water. Yeah, you know, which is yeah, yeah, is testament yeah, yeah. to the fact no. that it does it does a lot of healing. Which you know, I which suppose is in a way that that also does make your life easier. When hundred percent, yeah, when her life's going easier and she feels in a better place and you mm-hmm. know there's better things going on, it's going to make everyone. It's, what's, what's the saying? Say happy life, happy wife. Yeah, you know, but it's 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 yeah. it's not my wife. Is she happier when Jade's in the water for sure? Yeah, but the whole our family works better as a result yeah. of. A conversation that we had on a beach, you know, a, a year and a half ago. Yeah. And where did you guys discover surfable or surfing? How did that? <laughs> well, Kev again was in your room at three o'clock really, in the morning. That's a really, that's a, it wasn't that's quite a, that's a, on, can, on the can, room can, at three o'clock in the morning, but it was on a beach at about two o'clock in the afternoon. It's been picked <laughs> up on the stories. I want to clear this up actually, and this I've no prime opportunity to be able to do this. So, Pete, Mitch, uh, I read it in the papers first actually to say, oh, um, so. Uh, Kev came up uh, to me, uh, this is to Jade, Jade's words, and, and said to my mum, I see you've got a disabled daughter. <laughs> Do you fancy yourself? I can't imagine <laughs> Kev would say this, so I want to just clear this up. Right <laughs> and Lisa just said, no, actually we've got two. <laughs> 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 of course they would, you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but it was, it was a pure chance. Uh, you know, because we, we'd seen, the, we were on holiday in Hopeman, and we'd seen the, the Surfable van. And thought, oh, okay, that looks interesting. And then never even thought anything more yeah, about right, it, to okay. be honest. Um, and it, it was, it, it is, it has been a pure chance. Mm. Um, it ties into what you, you said know. about not causing offence. So when we are <laughs> at operations at the beach, um, one thing I won't do, even out and about, surf able hoodies, or you see somebody in a chair that you think that something tells me, uh, looking at that person, they might really enjoy it, that they're just you know at that stage where this could be something for them and i'm very very conscious never to go over to an individual and family and say hey you're in a wheelchair would you like to come you're in, you're, you're in luck yeah <laughs> looky here um, so i try to find that um icebreaker that that, that um way to introduce uh, and normally i'd go over and say slip on a banana or something <laughs> like, yeah hey. i think it was the you know the wetsuit half half wetsuit down naked on half body and you know, know curly hair <laughs> striding along the beach you know it doesn't sound right. Um, so to just try to say, hi, I'm Kev. Mm-hmm. I work for Sharp Able. Is it something you've heard of before? Yeah. I, uh, and try to introduce something and try not to highlight you. <laughs> yeah. I, I see you or try to avoid those mm. you languages and just kind of come into a uh, start of a conversation. This it, is what we do. I, I, this is the first time maybe in this sort of far northeast. I've never come up this way. I've always wanted to come and surf. So Aberdeen, Fraser, Broway. Um, and it's great to have the reason to come up and, and what a surf I had today. Hello, Pete. Um, <laughs> but you've got a good, strong surf community up here, I believe. Is that right? Is it quite strong? 
Yeah, I would say so. I think Scotland in general like to see things yeah. are, are growing and connections are being made, networks are being made. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously the waves come into Edinburgh, which is going to be amazing for adaptive surfing. Lost sure. I, um, uh, yeah, um, all going in the, the right direction. We've definitely seen a growth and mm-hmm. it's something, something with our template to, again, using those words, inclusion or accessibility. Um, if we can show some of what's worked for us some of those yeah. good practices some of the bits that have been really helpful and if we can start to uh, even just from the coaching but the organization standpoint as well mm. and, and how you can help people maybe put a strand which helps with the the funding because it is something that's very very um to help somebody in the water you're needing a higher ratio of support and it means yeah, more okay. training involved so there is obviously going to be more training more costs and mm-hmm. um, so if there's a way that we can template the success of what we've had so far so that we are growing but then that can maybe be copied yeah. it's just continuing to promote accessibility promote so how, what works how do you do how do you do funding and get funding at the moment so we were lucky at the start off we got a cash injection from a local supermarket and that helped us with kit and while we were at that pilot stage we were all voluntary and um, so costs were were low um and the the results were amazing the jump from being a voluntary organization for your your core staff to having a couple of core staff that are actually able to leave their present employment or past employment and then put more it was springboard was huge like the amount of time we could engage the regular sessions that people could come to to that if you're only going to be able to surf once or twice a month the the progress is going to be lower of course if you can come more often and more frequent then we were able to build stronger relationships with the surfers and the progress was just huge we were able to deliver a service which was reliable as well because if there's only a couple of weekends available a month then you might not see people for months Mm -hmm. Um, so all the results just hugely improved Um, we had core funding for a couple of years and now we are in the market for Funding for so funding. If, yeah. If anyone would so. like to fund Scotland's or the world's most the world's most northern surf therapy and adaptive surf centre, then yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and not oh, did you want to mention the one we're setting up in Orkney? Rethink your name. I'm not forgetting a little plug there into <laughs> Para Surf Scotland. If we're going back to California at the end of this mm-hmm. year as well, so uh, we had literally uh, yeehaw a time to raise funds for that. Mm-hmm. We did exceptionally well, um, but uh, we've got bags of time in front of us. Hopefully, uh, to try and secure a potential sponsor or Curious two. About, um, um, government funding and stuff? Is no, unfor- unfortunately not, Mitch. Um, so we're, we're kind of sort of, I mean, obviously we're working uh, in partnership with the, Sc- the Scottish Surfing Federation, yeah. which is fantastic. They're putting a tremendous amount of effort into this as well. Um, they are our governing body and, and uh, it's a brilliant partnership to be mm-hmm. involved with. So uh, we'll jointly look at that uh, yeah. and, and see where, where we can go with that. To, to be honest, it was it was just we were on our arse before yeah, okay. before heading off to California just with the amount of stuff that we had to do. It was the first time Scotland entered the, the you know the Para World Championships. Yeah. Um, we we it's yeah, so it's all completely new. Talk about wet behind the years. Well, so say, that was a fun learning curve, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, to- totally. Um so 
And I find out I don't really particularly travel long haul flights particularly well. Right, okay. So, <laughs> I'm coming through, where's the bathroom? <laughs> so that was... Uh, you, you didn't have two small children with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, we did long haul with two small children. And horrendous. it was horrific. Oh, I can tell only you, imagine. I tell you, Diacom would take them as a potential <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> 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 so anyone works at Diacom is listening to this podcast <laughs> what's wrong is that too much information let's move away from that so, you, uh, so there's so, something I'm curious so, about so yeah is um, and I'll come on to the competitive bit in a minute because I guess that I suppose there's two boxes here there's the just people going out and surfing and using surfing and there's the competitive so well, I'll come back to the competitive bit in a minute but I'm, so I'm curious about the challenges you guys had setting up because taking into account different abilities, different disabilities, different, you know, needs and requirements, what were the, ch- the challenges trying to, because it's not just a case of here's a surfboard with a handle on it because that's not going to work for I th- everyone. I, th- I think the biggest challenge uh, was probably the the eye-water and prices. You know, you have to, to invest in, in trying to get, I mean, you, you, you're not just talking about the boards, um, but you're also talking about the beach wheelchairs and how all the beach wheelchairs are so different in the way they yeah. operate. So actually, if where one beach wheelchair will be good in one location, it may not be good for another location. And, you know, maybe too wide, maybe too narrow. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just so many things to, to kind of really think about. So we're, we're kind of sort of working our way through um, kind of, I mean, do you know what? The, the biggest difference, something makes is sometimes often the smallest so right. the likes of risers on surfboards i mean it's brilliant to see kind of float introduced boards off the shelf boards now from portugal uh we're kind of sort of grab handles and risers for the chest mm. and so on um and they'll suit the majority but not everyone so the likes of um what surfability uk uh use uh which is brilliant the kind of sort of foam wedges that okay. you kind of sort of you know they're, yeah. they're different shapes and you can stick in place and what a simple effective idea and, and it doesn't need to cost the world you know you're not having to yeah. swap out a board each time you can just add a little bit of modification to the existing board which is fantastic okay um something like the you know the seated tandem boards that we have have uh, an offer of sliders on them so that you know the weight distribution of the surfer and the instructor can yeah. actually be kind of altered slightly to Dependent on the weight of them. Um, Do you so mind if I go bigger? If I go broader? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go I was just it. thinking. Um, we are. We've got plans submitted, um, looking at building Scotland's surf therapy centre. So um, big, or uh, adaptive changing. Um, so changing spaces, um, thirty meter squared. Um, just the prime, or you know, the excellent example of. Track and ceiling hoists, um, adjustable beds. So changing facilities up in the north of Scotland, it's access to beaches. There's yeah, a couple okay. that are okay, um, but some are a struggle. Um, many are a struggle. So yeah. while we are doing what we hope is going to be an example of excellence for changing and adaptive sport, the rest around us, um, if people come up from north of England, Perth, Midlothian, to come and surf for a day, there's, I wouldn't say there's much in the option for adaptive accommodation um, in our neck of the woods as well. So okay. while we are really striving to, to deliver the best we can and to, to, to give the highest standard and put accessibility for the north of Scotland on the map, I think um, we're ahead of the curve a little bit. 
We are ahead of the curve. There's a thing called the purple pound as well. Uh, so generally, it's a full military operation when you've got somebody with uh, significant impairments to, to venture out. So they need that support, that additional mm-hmm. support. That could mean one person, two people. It could mean a whole family. That's what they meant by the, the purple pound. So you're not obviously, you know, the local economy, for example, in that particular area, isn't just kind of welcoming one person and it's inviting everyone around right. that person, yeah. supporting that person. So, yeah. so, so the potential is huge. So trying to say there's money involved. There's money. Uh, money yeah, involved. yeah. So coming down to the likes of volunteers, we'll rely absolutely hugely on. We only have one part-time paid member of staff within okay. the organisation. Um, uh, most of us put in probably double the amount of hours that <laughs> and, and uh, love it to bits. Uh, but mostly half that time spent on funding applications. Yeah, so, okay. I yeah. think um, that's that's why one of the things I asked earlier: who gets most out of it? Because that one day I went to like surfability. Like I was buzzing off that day for I, I months, yeah, months, right. and it's still like still thinking about it now. Like yes, we did a. I'm gonna end up doing another fucking charity, giving another port away. Bollocks. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, you know, did a charity thing for them, and like we we auctioned off my board and a load of other stuff, and like gave the money to them for that. And it's, well, you run, I need it, right? Yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. What you weren't needing it. <laughs> I've got to edit this, mate. Don't you worry. I'm just going to edit all your words together so you just insult everybody. And I'll say, well, he wasn't very nice on language, was he? I won't do that on the video one. I'll make you look even better. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm blaming Mitch's board. He gave me the worst board ever. Firewire. Firewire? It's a four by two. It actually looked a good board. I was into it. Fucking liar. (laughs) All three of you said it. No, all two of you went in the water. Both of you said it. (laughs) Both of you were like, looks a bit flat. (laughs) It literally, it was like a one litre. One (laughs) litre. Scott, um, Mitch never said anything to me about, don't tell Pete I've given him the shit board. Yeah. What makes it worse is when I got out of the water, you were like, Oh, I got these nine six foamies in the back. You could have used one of these. You got seats on them and all sorts. It would be perfect for you. You had your lunch. <laughs> I don't want to talk about. It. I was going to say it was worse than the first. Like I haven't surfed that bad since the first day I surfed. But the first day I surfed, I at least got one wave. Yeah. Okay, I've offered to pull you in on one. Yeah. Anyway, so, nice, it? so back to the podcast stuff. <laughs> um, so I guess let's talk about the competitive stuff. What I've been really curious about, and this really racks my brain from a competitive surfing aspect, is how from a, a national governing body or from a, I guess it's the ISA that hosts the uh, Paralympic stuff, how do you score competition fairly? Is it based against the... Um, I'm, I'm struggling for the words now. The the I'm leaving you. Uh, is it based against the disability? Is it you know because there's obviously fully able blind surfers. How do you score that fairly to some like Jade, for example? It's it's, it's quite funny. I'm going to let Kev answer this in a moment. It isn't fair, but it's as fair as it can be. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, using well using word of of, of fairness. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, disability and impairments hugely varying hugely widely um variety uh, and impact people differently and um, there are nine divisions currently in the isa right at para pathway um two prone only one 
category out of those nine can you have uh, pushers and catchers, people that will physically assist getting okay. through the waves, catching waves in the water. Um, three standing, depending on where your amputation or, the wording they'll use is amputation or um, similar disability it'll impact the mobility of that limb um, there are two blind one for profoundly blind uh, and one for visually impaired with um, some level of vision and um, there's wave ski which is amazing to watch uh, again yeah, there's kneeling so yeah there's nine divisions okay and um, I think what you said about it yeah that's it it's the best it's very very difficult to do mm. a, a pathway or a, a division a classification for everyone for the prone for example so you're lying on your front um, a surfer could have cerebral palsy and will have very limited movement on one side to sort of lean on one rail. Um, okay. So where they twist from left to right, one will have a bigger range of movement. So on the other side of their board, they're going to have very limited ability to arc in and interact with the wave. They'll be in the same category as another surfer who may have a double uh, leg amputation um, and very small residual limb. And of course, both hugely significant um impairments but the person with the double limb amputation what we've seen their ability to work the rail on both rails their range of movement was higher but from the isa standpoint or competitive standpoint you cannot have categories for everything there would be a hundred categories for sure as you're going through them yeah it's Mm. uh it's a difficult isn't it because like you're saying there'd be so many categories and yeah i mean you could have 20 people with the same amputation but you know, they all twenty of them don't want to surf, so they're not going to be in that in that category. I, in, in the competition in California, the I think it was the Australian um, one of the Australian one of the Australian team. There was two competitors actually in Jade's heat um, that that she one of the lasses was really very very unhappy because she knew that the lasses she was comp- competing with who beat her in the uh, or got a better score in the rounds okay. was able to do far more than she was. So even within you know that that yeah. team, there's still uh, yeah, a lot of so, you know jibing yeah. or you know so that one came about. Better, I suppose, mm-hmm. That one came about. It's obviously the um, each nation they're working on home events to build this global network where we're all uh, on the same page, and yeah. the hope is that in 2028 we'll be accepted in the LA Paralympics. So far, there's not been a Paralympic, and I know the word and uh, it's just a transfer of word, and there's been para-world events, but okay. they've not been associated with the Paralympics. Right. So everyone has got their fingers crossed for this next year. Um, so within the nations, there may be slight variations of the rules, just from understanding. So within that prone category that Jade and the two Australian surfers were, um, there's one that was... Um, paddling independently with the pusher but paddling and using their arms or using their hands to initiate a turn by putting a break in the water mm. and paddling around and that's totally within the rules but there was a little bit of yeah. oh that's not normally done kind of thing so there was yeah. just a little bit and that's sport you're always yeah, always yeah, going to find gonna that, that absolutely and how competitive did uh, you find it when they were in, in the water in their heats were they super competitive or? hugely they're professional athletes and mm. what's the best thing about it is it's a baby sport in one sense of things but I don't know an example of a, a sport that's grown so fast and the sharing of knowledge and these 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 athletes it's it's um, uh, it's very, very powerful and I think important to hone in on the individual stories and what we said about offence earlier because some of these stories are inspiring yeah. and others um, won't want that and won't want that inspiration. Yeah. I'll, I'll refer to Sponge um, Llewellyn uh, who got, was it Wales' first gold medal? 
Now, sponge is a one-leg amputee from a car crash, but sponge rips way more than I ever will. Yeah. So that, that changes the discussion on disability. That's going to be down to, and I've not spoken to Sponge about this, but it'll be down to him to, to know in certain conversations with certain people, this will term might be useful, this term might not be useful. It's, it's going to vary individual thing. But all these athletes are levelling up themselves. They are, they're, they're promoting themselves. They're, they're in the zone. They're training hard. But that whole playing field's rising. They're challenging each other. So the whole sport, the competitive element's very yeah. healthy. Yeah. There's always going to be little things and little rules and the, dif- the difficulty mm. when you asked about the rules, how do you make that work? But what's bigger and encompassing about that is this whole sport is, is supporting each other and you know improving each other. The competitive yeah, is I think, huge. I think that's the one. That's the main word there. Everything is seems to be improving and it's starting to go in that direction i know there's a lot of work to do still and there's a lot of things to sort out and wording to sort out and you know it, it'd be great in a perfect world if someone could go right this is what we're going to call it and this is where, where we go and everyone knew what they were doing but things are moving in the right, right directions um so what does that mean for your future of the club i want to say club do you call it a club do you call yeah. it a, so do you call it a Surf Able is a charity and then we've worked with the SSF for the Para Strand. And so it's what you said, Scott, about how there's surfing for an activity or surfing for a yeah, lifestyle yeah, and yeah. introducing surfing. And there's those that have decided, like Jade and a couple of others that we're working on for, for future events, that we think one, their their disability will allow them to meet the categories, um the classification. What do we call it? When you get assessed. You need to meet the criteria. Um, to join that category of yeah, surfing, okay. uh, if you, they deem that your range of movement or your ability is too much, then you, you uh, right. there is a, a process and assessment to go through. Um, so Surfable's got beginner sessions, intermediate sessions for those that are able-bodied or need extra assistance for a range of reasons, through to those that the para pathway exists. So for those that meet that criteria and want to get something out of of para surfing so we've got the two strands if that makes sense yeah. um, and hopefully the future is just to grow them all it's glenn always says it's about giving that opportunity of course surfing is not for everyone yeah. competitive surfing is not for everyone no. it might be more soul surfing and lifestyle surfing but if we can introduce these opportunities uh, introduce these grassroots and and just give the opportunity with the right amount of support and encouragement. Yeah, I mean, wh- whether you guys like it or not, I, I am going to refer to you as inspirational because just from chatting to you now and chatting to you at the wave, like, it, you know, yous are taking us forward from where you have started and, and I, I don't think it could be on a better footing and a start point from what yous bring to it and it's clear and abundant how much you get out of it and giving back and giving people who aren't as fortunate that because I know what surfing does for me and you know Do you know what for, surfing does for me? Fuck no. all after today. <laughs> so um, um, you know I think I think it's in absolute safe hands yeah. under the control of you guys and all the team and all the volunteers and all the surfers and I wonder how many surfers you have and how many athletes you, you do have sort of on a regular turn up to the events oh if I can can you remember so the infographic yeah, Hundred so, and so we've got, actually got 200 um, oh, wow. so uh, a quarter a quarter of those are 18 and above so, okay, so three quarters are generally right. Know. In fact, actually, I think it's like it's it's more than that. At, uh, the ratio split, but um, but yeah, so they are they are regular 
Um, so we've obviously got ones coming beyond yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, our, our obviously our kind of geographics based where we are and what's around us is that we've got a captive audience basically north of England. People have come over from Malig in the west and down from, from Caithness as well. So, um, so yeah, no, it's good. It's obviously for them, it's a bit of a shame because, yeah. I mean, ah, blame me, we, we went on a mini Stoke tour a couple of years ago. Um, that's when our van was working. Our van's <laughs> not particularly working well at the moment but we've plugged that we've got a new van coming in two months nice. it's great it's superb so anyway we went uh, when the van was working down to Peace Bay went to Dunbar and what we were finding was they, they, a lot of people coming, sort of coming in from Central Belt saying oh it's fantastic it's yeah. brilliant when you're down here guy, you know again guys and we're saying well we're not you have to come and see us and it's, it's quite unusual actually to find something outside Central Belt area where mm. it's a highly densely you know, populated sure, yeah. area um, where people do have to travel. So unlike some of our, our rural kind of heathens uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> traveling sure. into yes, Central I, Belt. I suppose that's a difficult thing. Like, Ideally, would you like to be able to travel all over Scotland and do these lessons and um, I think I think it's just to kind of share the story we'd love to see other places other clubs yeah. um, you know kind of share, share no matter share what you're doing kind of thing yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and build yeah. The, you know the yeah. future kind surf of surf able surf teams yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's an idea for you <laughs> speaking of your surf able franchise Adam, so where can people find you online and give you money or come along or sponsor you sponsor you or whatever they want to do for you yeah so if you just go on to surfable.org.uk uh, yeah. we're on insta uh, under surfable scotland facebook usual um there's plenty of stuff on there too and and if more importantly if uh, if you're listening to this today whenever you're listening to it and say do you know what this appeals to me i'd quite like to try this as a volunteer or even, you know, a, a, a surfer, then mm. just get in touch with us. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, I mean, we spoke to some of the kids as well, and we'll, uh, we'll put them on now as well. Nice. We'll bleep it out <laughs> where we need to. Yeah. <laughs> what, you mean we're not the yeah. kids? No. <laughs> yeah. their, langu- their language is far worse than yours. <laughs> can, can I just ask something as well? It's, an, it's, a, it's a question to you, Pete, is that when we were doing our training bit over in, in Cali, one of the days... And uh, some there was it was busy. It was busy on the on the, the one side of the pier where the competition wasn't actually happening. And I was I was catching Kev. You were pushing, and uh, Jade was 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 uh, trimming a wave. And then she she got wiped out. And then it was this guy coming from behind, and and it was just like travelling. And and I was thinking, why is he, he he's 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 coming right for her went straight over the top of her fins I'm thinking it's, the fins are going to cut here they're definitely I was expecting the worst and everything I was all ready to give this guy a real bollock and do you yeah. know what turned out to be could have been potentially Pete's uncle <laughs> 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 it was a visually impaired surfer <laughs> oh, I mean you know? it couldn't have been Pete <laughs> it couldn't have been related to Pete if the guy caught a wave <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun drive back. You know it's been nice to have a group of people who join in and take the best out of Pete. It's not only him but me. Do you know what? 
It's fine. It's fine. I had the worst surf ever. It's fine. It's, they happen. I've, I told got, you. I've got you, dear. I'm going to start playing golf and I'll be fine. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I said earlier, Scotland's got so many fucking golf courses because they're all failed surfers. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I just wanted to say that, you know, we talk about surfing etiquette. And yeah. for us, it was been mentioned on a few of your, your previous podcasts and everything else. It's just be aware it, it could be an adapted surfer or a yeah. surfer out there, so which is something else to kind of put into the into the pot. Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's something we've never addressed before on any episode. Which, you know, even on the better episodes before you were here, that um, the uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll be getting it now tenfold for the next four or five weeks. Um, yeah, the. I forgot what I was going to say now. Yeah, yeah that's what happens. Yeah, great. See? See? That's yeah, instant yeah. karma. Yeah, that's it. I think that's, that's what it. that's called. No, it's something we've never addressed that, like, um, how etiquette would actually have to change in that in that circumstance of, uh, you know, parasurfer being there, that you, the etiquette, it won't be able to work exactly the same. I guess does it's just being aware of your surroundings. Does that make sense? Isn't it? Because like, it's not, like you're saying, like, earlier, like, you know, being treated equally and the same but there has to be some if you've got a pusher and a catcher in the water you can't go well it's my fucking wave i'm coming through <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's you've got a it works got a little bit some today. allowances like taking out um jade in the water today the waves were admittedly a little bit bigger than i thought they were going to be so we didn't take fins in the van with us we, yeah. would, we would rely on fins to hold on to our our surf athlete and kick and propel through. Mm. Um, so we didn't have that. I was slower. So I was, you know, we were making our way to the lineup slower than we would have been. And there was definitely a couple of occasions where yourselves and other surfers gave us extra room, did yeah. not go on a takeoff. So that allowance was there. That allowance would be there for any beginner, I'm sure. I, um, the other thing from, again, it's, it's, um, it's a level playing field we're looking for when we're promoting accessibility. We're not looking for over and, and, Enough, enough to make it safe and accessible, but we don't want special treatment. Yeah. And, no, and so at the same and time, and that's why I was going to drop in. On yeah, Jade because yeah, I wanted you to. See, you know, but you, you I don't want to get show special treatment. After. I was going to go for it. <laughs> that, that was the one that was. I I let it go, and it was just a perfect barrel. I was in the right place, and I would have got the best wave of my life. But that's <laughs> yeah, why I, I just let it go today. So yeah. at the same time, I have to make sure that Jade's one is ready for that wave. That she's yeah. going to be safe, comfortable, and enjoy it. Yeah. And that two, that we've got a setup that's safe to other people as well because otherwise you've just got a person who's not safe in the, yeah. the, the lineup. Yeah, I think yeah. awareness so is everything, isn't it? Like yeah. anything in life. And here's a little thing for you as well. I have conversations with Jade quite often about different things and 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 I'm sure that she doesn't see herself as disabled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, she, mm. she there was one time I was one, I was taking Lindsay up a hill and I said to Jade, uh, he, and Jade said to me, can I come? And I was like, well, I'd love it to come, but you ain't got no legs, love. You know, it's it, it, as simple as that. It's going to be really difficult, but I want to try, I want to try. And I eventually got a bit animated and said, look, you know, you're disabled, you can't do that. And she says, no, I'm not disabled, I can do it. And yeah. I was like, okay, maybe she actually yeah, yeah, yeah. thinks that she's not disabled. So yeah. she doesn't want to be treated any. She not knows sure. there has to be, you know, dispensation given to her, but it's it's the platform that she's got to be able to do yeah, it totally, yeah. within her psyche that actually I'm not that disabled and 
I can do it better than you guys. I can yeah, do it than me. Totally. Do it better <laughs> than <laughs> me today, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, just, you know, I, went to, I went to get a light from the van before we started filming, and I came because I, I didn't want to run, so I jumped on my surf skate to come back. And Jade's out there bombing about now, or she was when I came back. Like, I, I struggled to catch up. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's just the way that, that, that she, she thinks, you know, and I'm sure everybody else who's in that position or mm. a similar kind of position has... Is, look, I want to do it I can do it yep. I just need to find the, the the way to do it best awesome well I it's think it's been great meeting you guys it's been a pleasure yeah Yeah. And unless there's anything guys, else you want to you. say we'll we'll work it we'll play the kids in either here or before wherever we played it mm. and um, yeah thanks for having us along and uh, taking the piss out of me in the water and you don't know the it work yourself, really. It's, it's from support. It's because we hope it's that love. it's And that's only part one, Pete, for us. So you've obviously we've got another trip. You're marked up, is Pete up here again to come to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. He's never fucking so. come to Scotland again. <laughs> I told you, I want to go home to England. I like it there. <laughs> Remember what I told you about the good days and the bad days? So you know, the yeah. next time you come up here, it'll be a good day. So. Yeah, maybe it'll be coming up to watch Scotland in the World Cup. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Oh. I tell you what, though. <laughs> Scotland didn't get knocked out of the World Cup today this year. Did last they not? Year. No. Yeah. We didn't Get, we didn't get beat once in the World Cup final. I oh, know you didn't get in. Yeah, but we didn't get beat. Did we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. We didn't get beat. You got to find the positive, Pete. No, that's all my sport knowledge out now. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Yeah. Rugby, because you were watching it yesterday. A little bit of football. I, I'm out. I can talk to you about skateboarding, but I'm out then. Podcast yeah. ends. <laughs> well, okay. So, you, so Lindsay, yes. you got your hand up already. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you had, I thought you had an opening line to start with. So I'll tell you what, how about we do this? How about you tell us who you are? What's your name? Lindsay. Lindsay. And where are you from? Scotland. You're from Scotland. Whereabouts in Scotland? Aberdeen. You're from Aberdeen. And who else have we got in the room? Jade. Jade. And where are you from, Jade? Scotland. Whereabouts? Aberdeen. So we're oh, full of Aberdonians. Old Maldrum. Where? Old Meldrum. Old Meldrum. Me- old Meldrum. Okay, I've never been up this far before, so I've never been to Aberdeen. <laughs> so you could be saying any place, and I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know if it was real or not. <laughs> I, I, I've never left England before, so I don't, you know. It's I, true. I, it's Pete's first time in Scotland. Yeah, He's never been I, to ca- Scotland. I came to Scotland once when I was a little kid, and I, I can't really remember. It's a very long, long time ago. So. Do you? How how much do you love surfing? I will just love surfing because it like I get to go in the water and go in the waves yeah and how long have you been surfing for Jade a year and a half I think a year and a half and so you've surfed for a year and a half and already you must be the only Olympic surfer in the room is that right yeah an Olympic surfer an in Olympic the room. Olympic surfer in the room. That's insane. That's insane. That is, is. so cool. And how, how old? How old Ten. are you? Ten. Ten. And we've surfed before together, haven't we? Yeah. Where else did we surf? At the wave. At the wave. That was a great day at the wave. And between that time, of we've all surfed today and we surfed at the wave. Yeah. And um, did you have a little trip somewhere surfing? Yeah, we went to California. California? For what? For a competition. It was quite a big competition. Yeah. What competition was it? For people all over the world. Wow. And how did you find it? It was just amazing to surf with other people like me. Right. 
And how how did you get on in the competition? Uh, good. I made it into the semi-finals. And that was your first competition. Your first. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty really impressive, impressive, isn't it? That's super impressive. That's pretty impressive. And what about you, Lindsay? How long have you been surfing? Never. Never? You've never surfed? I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the UK surf show. <laughs> you don't hate it. Well, it's not my type. <laughs> so what, what do you like to do then? Jazz dancing in Tarvis. I didn't expect that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. Have you ever surfed? No. No. Would you like to try and surf? No. You're very good at paddleboarding, aren't you? Oh yeah, paddleboarding. Paddleboarding. Okay. Yeah, well, Kev comes. So. How how long have you been paddleboarding for? Uh, I've lost count. A few years. Probably. Yeah. And you really enjoy it. How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel like really happy in yourself? Relieved. <laughs> Relieved. Speaking nonsense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened in California? So um, my mum made a huge mistake. Uh oh. Mum. Oh. Hands are covering the eyes. <laughs> so I went on the mummy ride. Oh my god! I was screaming the whole way there. Oh my god! I and in the end, I was like, "Holy!" <laughs> no, in the end, I was. That's what I said. This is the after nine o'clock edition. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Mum said it was a ride, but no. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Are you, you looking forward to going back on these surf trips, Jade? Uh, yeah. What's What's coming up? Anything? England. Okay. Wales and maybe France. Wow. Nice. You get around more than us. <laughs> maybe the worlds again. Oh, the worlds again. So, what is that? Another four years' time? Is it? That's in one so one year's time. Well, that's awesome. Have you got anything else you'd like to talk about in surfing? Paralympic. You want to talk about the Paralympics? In 2028. So the next Paralympics is in 2028. And so actually, Jay, you were the first Scottish Paralympic surfer. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. That's an amazing achievement. The second one. Are you, are you, you're going to go to Japan? No. No, but I suggest... Well, maybe. Japan. Maybe okay. in a few years, maybe like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe one Jade, year. Jade, go when you're 100. Oh, listen, we're going to be right behind you guys, supporting you, and we look forward to seeing it as well. Yeah. So you've done not only Scotland proud, but surfing proud. I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing. And uh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. And yeah. I think we should get onto the adults now. Thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that guys and guys and girls, yeah. Yeah, cheers folks. That was a there was a lot going on there. <laughs> there was, there was. 
There was Banana Man. There was a lot going on there. Banana Man, that's right, which that's is a reference back to the wave from last the, year. The thing about it was um, oh, she was calling you Banana Man for ages, and we were like, why is she calling you Banana Man? And then uh, her mum was like, yeah, it's because you did that thing with the microphone on the banana, and you were like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, the ladies call me Banana Mitch. Yeah. That's not what the, <laughs> no, the ladies not, call not me at all. all. It's like, more like a cashew nut. <laughs> but yeah, maybe uh, this isn't the, the place for a conversation <laughs> like maybe that. Not. Maybe not. Um, maybe that's on the Buy Me Coffee episode. <laughs> so I, I, I really enjoyed having them on because I've spent quite a bit of time with uh, Jade and her family since as well. Yeah. Um, you may or may not have seen that Jade is the first uh, official ambassador for Lost Shore Surf Resort, which is yep. super cool. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing a little bit of work in the background to just help Jade out and her family with a bit of sponsorship. And I am now tying my timeline. Do I say this? I could be tying my own timelines tight, but I have a gift for them from a, a rather large brand, which I need to go and uh, present. So now I've got, what, two weeks to get it done? <laughs> <laughs> You've screwed yourself there, haven't you? Totally, totally. Yeah. It's never good to say something on the podcast, which I haven't got in place yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but so- I mean, that that was good fun. And like hearing how they how they get around and like that, that beach they took us to or told us to meet them at was absolutely fantastic, you know, on the, uh, the Surf Able guys and what they do is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I just, you know, you have to be invested at just a different level to to be involved, I think, as a volunteer for something like that because it's so, like, you can't just switch off. No. <laughs> not like, no. not like being a surf coach where you can push somebody onto a wave and then just mind surf the wave behind it. <laughs> yeah. you know, just forget about that person. And, of yeah. course, not that I'm saying any surf instructor or I have ever done that. Um but you know <laughs> these guys are super invested in what they do yeah. and it's so good to be able to see you know the giving back which is exactly what it is and yeah. allowing some less fortunate people the opportunity to experience surfing yeah. and you know i know what it gives me so i can imagine what it gives someone else yeah yeah no it's definitely it's just and they're just they're nice guys you know it's full of uh the usual piss takey banter and you know everything that everything that goes with it just all around nice guys and uh, do a fantastic job and you know that was actually something that i didn't ca- i wouldn't say it caught me off guard but like there was just even before we started recording there was so much banter in that room and so yeah. much piss taking of each other and mainly of you <laughs> pete but yeah brilliant i guess I guess I was just expecting... I think it was actually just racism. It was definite racism. <laughs> yeah, casual racism. Yeah, yeah just because I was English. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I remember as a kid from anybody that was involved with like sort of charity or charity work or stuff like that is that they were always just the most goody, two-shoes, boring nothing yeah. outside of that they, they get yeah. involved yeah. in you know yeah. kind of people yeah so to sit down with ease and they were just talking like us and swearing away like troopers yeah. like it just absolute bants you know yeah. like i found that quite heartwarming and it's actually it just showed me that it's just real people yeah doing this stuff and yeah. yeah i had a really good time i thought it was class yeah great it was yeah that was a really good day that was the longest day actually the whole day of that one wasn't it because we went oh, to do it, yeah 
we went to see the Crookshanks afterwards, and then your geography thought um, someone else was like five minutes oh, up the yeah, road, yeah, and it yeah. turns out they were another hour and a half up the road, so we didn't go to that. But I think we got back to yours about <laughs> half one, two o'clock in the morning. Absolutely, just walked in and just didn't even say anything, just went to bed straight away, straight to yeah. straight to bed together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the tablet really helped. The tablet helped the drive back. <laughs> it's the only did. reason we stayed awake. Yeah, don't you remember as well was. driving back, and my. Uh, my van lights were slightly offset, aren't they? If you remember right, and uh, yeah. every passing car was just flashing the entire way back. That's what kept me awake. Yeah, well, it must be. You should just short your lights out on your van. I've tried to short my lights out. It's because I'm speaking <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> Not sure, that's how it goes. No, it is. It is. <laughs> I was going to do a really offensive Sean Connery impression then, but uh, I shan't do that. So, yeah, competition. The competition is well underway and it's ending well within the next couple of days. So if this comes out on a Sunday, yep. say we'll end it on the Tuesday and let the results out by next weekend, yeah? Yeah, so and don't forget, you know, all you've got literally all you have to do is go follow Surf Hardware UK Instagram page and just tag a mate in this post or in sorry, the giveaway post which is on yeah. our social media, the UK Surf Show. Yeah. And you'll give me a chance of winning another epic FCS giveaway. Yeah. That's it. So, you know, that's been it for this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or discuss before we adjourn? Well, so it's worth just, you know, because we were chatting about Jade and, and Surf Able Scotland as uh, part of the bigger Surf Able. Yeah, I, was say, I knew he'd have uh, something else to fucking say. That's it. Yeah. Go on, what else you got? Go on, keep going. Well, no, no, I wanted to chat about the Paralympics <laughs> no, quickly. Yeah, because go on, go on, go on. We're hoping Jade will be the first Paralympic Scottish surfer uh, competing. Yeah. But next year, the Paralympics. Surfing isn't actually included in 2024's Paralympics. Why not? Um, because they're still trying to sort out the... It's obviously very complicated trying to make a, a tier system because yeah. it's not just a case of you're a prone surfer, you're a sitting, you're a kneeling surfer, or you have, yeah. you know, one less arm than the other person. It's, it's super, super complicated. Yeah. And they still haven't got there yet. So 2028 will be the first Paralympics with inclusion of surfing. And I, for one look forward to seeing that yeah i look forward to us being there <laughs> yeah <laughs> doing live commentary from there oh the state of this are you joking yeah we're <laughs> all over the place we can't even like get up in the morning to be honest so there's no hope um yeah but as i say thanks to surface for sponsoring the show and use the discount code uk surf show 23 that will get you 10 percent off anything at surface wetsuits and they also have, I don't know if it'll still be running by the time this one comes out, but there's a additional 20% off a lot of items. So with our discount code, you can get 30% off of some wetsuits. And yeah, I've got a new remix summer suit on the way. So I'll be testing that out and speaking about that soon. Mitch is swinging his arms around and pointing at his t-shirt because he's got a Duke Scotland t-shirt on. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've worn mine on the podcast already before. So he's, you know, just copying me again. So... But yeah, yes. Duke Scotland's. We got to thank Sam again because he, Sam Larg, he let us use Duke Scotland for just, well, literally just a base to record, feed us, water us, and then even took us around to the Cheese Toasty Shack. Let me look at his awesome cars. And uh, <laughs> it was just nicer to me than you are, actually. So um, next episode will be me and Sam Larg doing this podcast. And. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, 
It's been great, Pete. <laughs> that's, that's great. He's got nothing to say to that. It's fucking brilliant. Right, let's go quick. <laughs> <laughs> take it while you can get it. Yeah, take it while you can, right. Hey. Yeah, so that's it. I had a surf. No, no, it's not it. Well, you I had a surf on my doorstep last you night. Did, didn't you? Literally. You took me a picture as well. You absolutely. Unexpected. Yeah. There was no swell even forecast. Shouldn't have hit here. I spoke to you, didn't I? And you was like, mm. there's some guy surfing. Like, But he said, and you went, but it's not like. It doesn't look like any surfing at the wrong end of the beach and mm. yeah, whatever. It was odd to see because, I mean, if, if if we go off the rules of localism, which, you know, as I've, I've clearly stated before, I'm a massive fan of, you know, because <laughs> we all own the bit of beach where we, we chose to grow up. Yes. Um, so, you know, it should be hours and hours only. I so love it. When, to the- when Scottish people start shouting, it just sounds like the most menacing accent ever. <laughs> So according to the etiquette rules of surfing, because I'm pretty much the only surfer that lives in this town and I live on the beach, yeah. that guy didn't come and get his little raffle number ticket. Yeah, his he place didn't get in permission the queue, off you. Yeah. Like when you go to the, the meat counter in Asda yeah. <laughs> to get permission to surf. Yeah. No, he should have. Should have. That's uh, that's uh, um Oh, it's just dickheads, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what you can no say about it. Well, it's just dickheads. It's localism, it's shite. It's absolute shite. Uh, and also, I had a few days surfing at Bambra. Oh, you did? Oh, that was, was supposed to be Saltburn, wasn't it? Because t- there was literally a line of people waiting to throw stuff at you at Saltburn, and you never turned mm. up because you got scared. Red carpet was supposed yeah. to be waiting. Well, no, no, no. I was always stopping at Bambra because yeah. that's my route. I always go via Bambra. Yeah. And Saltburn looked better, but I thought I'll stop at Bambra to get a yeah. surf. I did. And then when I looked at the forecast again, it actually looked better in Bamberger than it did in yeah. Saltburn for the following day. Yeah. So I just stayed there, but it yeah. died. <laughs> see uh yeah. see anyone see anyone good there? Saw some previous guests of the show. Yeah. Old Emily. Yeah. And uh she man, she rips him. I surf with Emily quite a bit. Uh, I surf Bambra is a fairly local spot to me, as in in terms of when I was driving up and down to Yorkshire every weekend, I would always stop in Bamborough, so yeah. it's not a new spot by any means. How long does it take you to get there from yours? Two hours. Yeah. But I realised it's only an hour from my office at my, my new job, so it's actually closer for me to go to Bamborough after work than it is to come home. So if I'm going to do a couple of days in the office, I figure Bamborough in the van, yeah. get back to the office could work out quite well. Nice. 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 Nice, nice. Oh, well, you've got it all fucking sorted and going on, haven't you? Right, well, I'm just going to sit here in my little office staring at the screen, and that'll be it for the rest of my time. You should have uh, <laughs> had one of these, oh, these audio. Yeah, but your daughter didn't make me one, did she? She made you one. So, you know, you've got like servants coming into you and everything, feeding you and serving you drinks before you start, and I'm just here in my little packing office. If I turn this camera around the other way, you'll just see like a pile of absolute <laughs> nonsense going on that I haven't yeah. sorted through yet but you know I'm kind of a big deal yeah you're kind of a twat <laughs> <laughs> and that anyway let's go see you later see ya fucking local <laughs> <laughs>